Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, into another beautiful week. I am your host for the week, Ryan, a.k.a. Groobs. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Uh, hope you're going to have a wonderful weekend of football because, holy crap, week week two of college football and week one of, of the NFL did not disappoint. I mean, Texas almost getting Alabama. Josh Allen just going crazy on Thursday night. I mean, what more can you ask for? So many upsets. App State getting AM. I mean, Georgia Southern, Nebraska. We have our first firing. I mean, we have so much to talk about today. And I'm so glad you can join us. This is BDE Radio. Again, I am Groobs. This is going to be a fun day. Um, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. But first, if you're on the live stream, I have something cool. I have something new. It's going to enhance the live stream. So typically what we do is we write down the show notes or we put it into a Word document so that we have a structure. Well, now you guys are going to be able to see it. So debuting for the first time ever is the show Rundown. Again, if you're on the stream, you're now seeing it. It's really... Look, I'm pretty proud of it. I created it myself. Hey, it just gives you everything you need to see from what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about the MLB, like I said. We're going to recap week one of the NFL. We're going to talk about last night's game and Thursday night football, which was an absolute heater of a game. Then we're going to recap college football last week. We're going to recap week two and what a great week it was. Um, we're going to talk about this weekend's slate, and then we're going to get into our picks um, last week's picks, I'm not going to lie, they're pretty trash. So if you followed me, I'm sorry. If you faded me, congratulations. You had a fantastic weekend and you owe me a drink. So simple as that. So let's go ahead and just dive on in. So first things first, first things first, it's the MLB update. It is the MLB update. And you know what? There's not much to talk about here, guys. But we do have some rule changes that we need to dive into. We and Cam have already kind of talked about them a little bit. Um, so they are putting in the pitch clock. So I think it's if I get this correct, I believe it's 15 seconds um, when no runners on base and then 19 or 20 when there's a runner on base. Um, this is interesting because every player rep, every team has a player rep, and every single player rep did not vote for it. Not a single player voted for this. these changes. Um, they didn't like that the MLB didn't give them a grace period. Um, it's just, I don't love it. I don't like the pitch clock. They also had added in uh, the bigger bases, which is whatever. And then the one thing I really don't like, because I'm interested to see how this works, they, they're giving a limit on pickoffs. So you're going to have two or three pickoffs per at-bat. So let's say a guy picks over and he reaches his limit. Does that guy just be able to steal whenever he wants? Because that's what I would do. Hey, he's picked over twice. Bam, I'm gone. Oh, hey, he's already picked over once. He's probably not going to burn it again. I can lean a little bit. I can go. Um, I do like the bigger bases. That's going to add more steals. Maybe a little bit less injuries, a little less collisions over at first. Um, that's not a bad one. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, it, the whole thing is that they're trying to speed up the game and everything that's being reported from the minor leagues is that you're, all the fans are going to enjoy this. I just don't really see the point of a pitch clock, especially with now that they're banning the shift. That is also another rule change. So they are banning the shift. We all knew this was going to happen. Um, so it's kind of counterintuitive here. You want to speed up the game by adding a pitch clock, but then you're going to increase the number of runs, increase offense, which obviously is what links, lengthens games. Um, I know when I'm at games pitching duels, I'm out of there by 930. That's shorter than an NFL game. NFL games, nobody complains about a game that takes three, three and a half hour long. I mean, college games, for God's sakes, every single time. The first game starts at noon. Guess what it ends? 3.30, sometimes 4 o'clock. So I don't see why people complain about the length of baseball. But I guess whatever, you know. I'm I'm not the one that they're appealing to. They're trying to appeal to the casual fan. And to be honest with you, I really only watch the Braves. It's a regional sport. It's not like the NFL where I'm going to watch every game. Because guess what? I just care about my team and that's about it. So... It's going to be interesting to see how these changes are. Everybody's reporting from the minors that all, us as fans are going to like it. It, in, it increases the um, viewing experience, I guess you could say, because um, there's a little less inaction. But just what, what are, what's going to happen to guys like Kenley Jansen? You know, is Kenley just going to get phased out? Is he not going to play anymore? Because, you know, he's got this whole hitch thing that he's done his entire career are you going to make him change the way he pitches? Because that seems kind of messed up. This is where none of the players voted for it because you're not giving them a grace period to adjust and get used to it. We're going to roll into spring training. These guys are going to be experimenting with it. And it's going to be like the minors where guys are just getting called out because they're taking too long to get in the box. I mean, guys are just going to get allowed walks because they're taking too long. Uh, We talk about umpiring here and there's a Twitter account called welcome to the ump show. It's about to be the ump show next year and the year following. It's going to be bad. Umpires already think they have too much power as is. So this is just going to increase that power for them, gives them a little bit more of a leg up. And uh, I'm not going to enjoy what we're going to see because I I just think they're going to take over and they're going to be bad about it. Um, I already hate umpires, just like referees. They get shit wrong all the time and then get butt hurt when somebody wants to complain about it. So I I don't love it. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but you know what? I love baseball playoffs are around the corner, so I'm not going to complain about it too much. Um, We'll we'll see what happens next year. It'll be something for us to talk about, right? Uh, Let's go ahead and give a standings update on where we're heading into. Hey, there's only 20 games left guys, 20 games left, you know, a couple more weeks and Hey, we're in playoffs. And that's when things get a lot of fun. October is my favorite time of the year because you get college, NFL, and MLB playoffs. It's awesome. So where we stand now, AL East, New York Yankees have a a six-and-a-half lead um, against the Blue Jays. In the Central, you got the Guardians, the Indians, the Cleveland Indians here, with a three-game lead over the White Sox. Not too shocking there. Um I say not too shocking, but it's just the only reason I say that is everybody picks the White Sox to win the World Series, go to the World Series. They have a good squad. They just have a, a sense of knowing how to blow it up. 
and maybe it's Larusa. I don't know. I think he needs to be gone. I don't like I don't like the old men umpires like that or not umpires uh, managers like that. He he just needs to go home. He needs to go home. He's not doing anything good there. So next uh, in the AL West, this is not a shocker at all. It's your damn Houston Astros. They have a 13 game lead over Seattle, who is playing very good baseball. Seattle just took two out of three from the Braves, who are one of the top teams in the MLB right now. And I mean, Seattle's pretty good. They got a good young squad. Julio Rodriguez hit all those home runs in, a, in the home run derby. They're a good squad, man. They they can get it done. Um, but again, not too shocking. The Astros are the Astros. No matter what your feelings are towards them, that is a good program. As a good franchise, they are going to stay good as long as they have a young core like they do. Uh, moving to the NL, one I'm not happy to report here. Um, the Mets do have a one-game lead over the over the Braves, and uh, this should be the other way around, to be honest with you. The Braves screwed around and lost two series in a row to the Mariners and the Giants, and the Mets just got swept by the Cubs. Um, they beat the Pirates last night, and that's why it's one game instead of a half game. Um I don't know what to say here, guys. This this thing really is just going to come down to that series here in Atlanta, and I can't wait for it. They moved that Sunday game from a 1 o'clock to a 7 o'clock for ESPN, which thankfully I'll be at, and I would prefer to go at 7 o'clock than 1 o'clock. But I, I'm glad I don't have to watch that ESPN broadcast because it's bad. Um, next, we have the NL Central. The St. Louis Cardinals, are they have just ran away with this thing. It, they got a 7.5 game lead over the Brewers. There for a while, they were going back and forth, but it's just the Cardinals, man. They're, Pujols is three home runs away from 700. I, I don't know if, you, if you're if you not rooting for him to get to 700, then you're just, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, at this point, I really don't know what to tell you because this guy is a legend. He hasn't been accused of PEDs. Nothing like that. We haven't seen anything like this in a long time. I mean, we saw it with Bonds, A-Rod, but those guys did steroids. They did steroids. We're seeing a guy who, I mean, this is the first guy I've seen my, his entire career do something like this, and I'm so glad. I hope he gets the, he gets those three. Um, he's got 20 games to do it. Simple as that. Come on. Let's do it, Pooj. Let's do it, Pujols. Let's do it. Uh, next, <laughs> Dodgers already clinched. They already won their division, which is insane. Um, they have 98 wins already. Not shocking. They're the best team in the in baseball again. Um, Freddie's doing Freddie things. Trey Turner. I mean, that whole squad is just ridiculous again. Uh, 21 game lead over the Padres. I don't know what to say. I mean, the Padres they got they made those trades for Soto and all everybody. And guess what? They went downhill. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years with that payroll that they got. But I mean, the, until the Dodgers are, it's it's their division until proven otherwise, and it's going to continue that way. Um, but damn, yeah, they're good. They are good. Uh, one more thing in the MLB, then we'll move on to the NFL. I just want to talk about Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is chasing Roger Maris, and again, this is where it comes into who do you really see as the home run guy? Um, the single season home run record to me, it's still sixty two. I'm sorry, I know Bonds hit seventy one. Again, he did steroids, and yes, he did have to hit the home runs, and it's harder, but there's an asterisk there. So for for Aaron Judge to be able to get to 62, doing it the way he's doing it, it'll be very, very impressive. I don't think anybody's ever going to break Bonds' record, 
Um, to be honest, uh, what he did was ridiculous, quite frankly. To hit that many home runs in one season, some guys don't even do that their entire career, and they play for 10 to 15 years. They don't even do that. That's nuts. Um, yeah, it's what Judge is doing. If the Yankees don't re-sign him, that's a huge mistake, and I'm not going to be I'm not going to be shocked if they don't. I mean, he didn't shoot down the going to the Red Sox after after that series just this weekend. Um, it's <laughs> that's going to be a fun one to watch this off season. Uh, let's do a wild card update and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Seattle Mariners and the Blue Jays are tied at the top. They both have a half game lead over the Rays. We have a four and a half game lead over the Orioles, and those two teams play. The Orioles, the Blue Jays, and the Rays all play each other. So that's going to move a lot over these next two or three weeks. And that's going to be an interesting one to see, especially the Orioles. I'm rooting for the O's. I mean, who saw that coming? I sure as hell didn't. I mean, the O's are good, young squad. Uh, moving over to the NL, you have the Braves at a 10.5 game lead, then the Phillies, and then the Padres in there at the third slot. Um, they're a, a one and a half game lead over the Brewers. So those two are going to duke it out. I, I see it being the Padres, but you never know. I mean, they slump. They have been slumping. Um, so are the Braves. The Braves are playing some incredibly bad baseball right now. Um, good. Happy to report that Ozzy did get called up today. Uh, Jay Jackson got DFA'd and Adrianza got sent to the 10 day IL for hamstring strain. I swear they're just making shit up at this point. Um, but yeah, so Aussie's back. Be a good jolt of energy into the lineup, into the clubhouse. I'm happy to see him. He went five for five with a walk off the other night, and then came back and went. Uh, I think he went like two for three or three for four. The guy's on a streak right now. It's good to have him. It's going to be like Snit has said this, and I think anybody that knows baseball or knows sports in general, you can never have too many good players. There's no such thing. Yes, it becomes a who do you take out of the lineup? Who do you move here? Who do you move there? Guess what? If you have a lot of good guys, that's a good problem to have. So having Ozzy up is a good thing. We'll see how this whole thing plays out with Grissom and him. But hey, for now, play the hot hand. If it's Grissom, great. If it's Ozzy, great. If you want to try and play them both, if you can, if Acuna's filling up to play in right field, great. You DH one of them. But hey, I need the top of the lineup to get better. I need Ronnie. I need, I mean, Dansby been Dansby has been about as consistent as it can be the entire year. Riley's slumping right now. Olsen's slumping right now. So I need I need those three guys to come up. It really boils down to those three. The bottom of the lineup's been carrying the team, and it can't stay that way. Um I'm going to the game tonight, so I'm pretty pumped to see. Uh Philly's playing good baseball right now. So it's gonna be fun to see. But that's it for the MLB update. Let's go ahead and move over into our NFL week one recap. Oh, what a, what a weekend it was for the kickoff. Um, I really enjoyed this weekend. I, I played some golf, so I didn't get to see some of it, but I did get to see uh, some games. So again, we talked about it. We previewed it last week and I was completely wrong. The bills Rams went a complete opposite way than I thought I knew. I thought it was going to be a close game. I knew the Bills were good. I mean, they're Super Bowl favorite, right? They like they're a hundred percent gonna be good. But I thought the Rams, being the Rams, the reigning Super Bowl champions, will come out and play good football and win the damn game, especially at home. I was wrong. They came out and put up a dud. Stafford looked like shit. 
Cup was the only one that looked good. And I really didn't think them losing Andrew Wentworth like to retirement was really going to affect them. But I was wrong. I was dead wrong. Um, that old line was getting pushed around. Aaron Donald wasn't that much of a factor. Josh Allen is just an absolute stud. Um, Jalen Ramsey, the guy who talked shit about Josh Allen, called him trash four years ago, got made look silly. I mean, I mean, 31 and 10, guys. At your own home, that's just an ass-kicking. Let's boil it down to it. It was an ass-kicking. Um, hey, Josh Allen got me a lot of fantasy points. Lots of fantasy points. Um, I, li- I love Josh Allen. He's He is by far the best quarterback right now in the league. I mean, you could say Rodgers, but we'll get to him here in a little bit. Josh Allen's the dude, and the Bills are the team to beat. There's a reason they're the Super Bowl favorite, and that's the way it's going to stay. Next game, uh, <laughs> another game I was wrong about. I was wrong about about every single game, guys. Um, Saints-Falcons. The Falcons led this entire game until the end literally until like 15 seconds saints went down kicked a field goal won the game 27 26 falcons shockingly looked pretty good till the fourth quarter which is a falcon staple if you know anything the falcons love to blow games they have blown seven games since that super bowl in the fourth quarter it's insane i mean it's literally a stereotype at this point that falcons have the lead they're gonna blow it but, hey, it's better than the blowout that I thought was going to happen. So, it's a good sign. Like, Mariota didn't look bad. I just, they got to put it together. Got to run the ball better. You got to do, you got to do, can't, can't lose games in the fourth quarter like that. Um, it seemed like they started playing a soft coverage in the fourth quarter, apparently. And can't do that. I hate that. It's the one thing I've always hated. Um, Georgia was notorious for doing this a couple years ago when we would be, leading in the fourth quarter and start playing a soft zone, letting them hit the stuff underneath. Hey, if they're going to get 10 yards every single play and march down the field in a minute, in a minute and a half, that's not playing prevent. That is not prevent. You still need to get pressure. Just play your normal D. That's worked the entire game. Um, You need to be able to get after the quarterback. I know Jameis was getting the ball out quick there later in the game and then eventually just turned into a 50-50 ball. Um, I heard an interview over the week and – they were just saying Jameis was just throwing 50-50 balls, and they were winning. So, only so much you can do there. Uh, but, yes, the Saints do not cover that game like I predicted, but, oh, well, it was a good game. Falcons actually surprisingly look decent. The next game, Chicago against San Fran, 19-10. So, this was a complete and utter shit show. I think that's about the easiest and cleanest way to say this. It was a mud, rainy like the field had two or three inches of water on it. And there's a clip of Roquan saying like, oh man, I felt like I was in a pool right there. I got water all up in my nose. Dude, I mean, there's the there's the video of at the end of the game, field sliding on his stomach like it's a slip and slide. I mean, we've seen it before. It's football. They play in the snow. They play in monsoons. Like this stuff happens. But, whew, that was rough. Um, Bears, though, come out with the win in the slot fest, 19 to 10. Uh, Trey Lance, uh, it's hard to judge here. It's hard to judge. Uh, he was 13 for 28, 164 in an interception. It, it's a slot fest. It, I mean, it was bad, so you can't make any judgments there. We'll see what really happens this week. 
but he might have another slot fest in Seattle. It might be another monsoon. So we will see what happens there. Uh, next game, crazy game that came down to a block field goal at the end. Um, you had Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati Super Bowl uh, runner up Cincinnati Bengals 23 to 20 Pittsburgh wins this game. Uh, another defensive game. Joe Burrow threw just so many picks. Uh, he had over 300 yards, though, and two touchdowns. But, I mean, dude, you can't throw that many picks and expect anything, right? I think he had, like, four picks. But when it comes down to it, guys, Steelers are still the Steelers. They're probably going to win eight games, nine games, and be over 500 and have that record still going. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I mean, Mitch is Mitch. I just – it's hard to pick the Steelers, but you know, I might be doing it this week. Uh, Bengals, they'll bounce back. They get Cooper Rush in Dallas this week. Joe Burrow, get right. It's pretty simple. I mean, they'll be okay. Next, shocking game here. Eagles versus the Lions, 38-35 up in Detroit. Uh, Jalen Hurts has a good game, goes for 243. But DeAndre Swift, 144 and a tud. I mean, dude, come on. that That's my guy. What do you expect? He's a little banged up this week, so we'll see if he goes. I believe it's an ankle, but... I, the reason I'm saying it's shocking because it is the Lions. I didn't watch Hard Knocks. I mean, the Lions, they're going to get better. I like MCDC as a coach. He's a hes a hard-nosed coach. He's a, you know, he's that guy. He's a player's coach. But he, he'll he get after it. And uh, it's just shocking because I didn't see this coming from them. And the, the Eagles are supposed to be better. Uh, Philly scored 24 in the freaking second quarter. That's what I expect. You know, they, they outscored them 24 to 7 in the second. So that's what I expect out of them, not winning by three. So, but Hey, it's a good road win. You got to do what you got to do. You pull out a win. You keep it moving. Uh, next game, Patriots dolphins, uh, 20 to seven Miami at home. You know, Tua did his thing. Tua did his thing. He had two seventy and a tud. Uh, I think it just really boils down to the Patriots. Just don't have any weapons. They don't have anything. Uh, I mean, the Miami's probably only going to get better when they get build that chemistry. Him, Tua, I mean, Tua, Tyreek, and Waddle continue to build a, a rapport and Mostert back in the backfield. So they're going to get better, I think. But New England's got some issues, and they just – I think it's all personnel. I think ever since Brady left, nobody really wants to go there. I know Mac is good, but still, who wants to go there right now? They don't have an offensive coordinator, for God's sake. So I well they're they're an interesting one to watch this this year. Uh moving on, Ravens, Jets, 24 to 9. Ravens, I mean, Lamar's gonna do Lamar things. Now Joe Joe Flacco threw for 309, but he only had one touchdown. Um he was 37 to 59. It seems like they were just playing catch up most of the game. So that's why that happened. But at halftime, this is this was only a touchdown game, so the Jets, they're not bad. They're getting there. I think they're they're eventually going to get there, too. Um, yeah, not much to say there. I think Lamar's got some revenge, and he's going to prove himself this year. Um, he, he threw for three touchdowns, for God's sake. The one to Bateman looked real good. The one to Bateman looked real good. Right on the money. Uh, next game, Washington Commanders. Bum, ba dum bum, 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 bum. 28 to 22 over the Jags. I kind of expected the Jags to be better because I just don't like Carson Wentz. But then you got to remember Washington has a damn good defense. So it's not too shocking, but this was a close game. Close game. I mean, Wentz did 
throw four touchdowns and 313 yards, but Jacksonville hung in there. So they, I think the commanders are going to be up and down all year, and I think that's going to be the ebbs and flows of Carson Wentz. So we'll see. We'll see. Next game, Browns, Panthers, the Baker Mayfield revenge game. Baker Mayfield didn't look that good. He only had 16 completions, 16 for 27, 235, and a touchdown. Uh, Nick Chubb, 141 yards. Looks like that guy. Looks like that guy. Uh, Cade York hit a 58-yarder to win the game. Uh, so it was close. I don't think Mayfield said he he said he was going to kick the shit out of them. He didn't kick their ass. Nowhere near. Um, it was a good game, though. Comes down to a last-second field goal. It's what it is. Next, Colts-Texans. We have our very first tie of the year who saw that coming what was that bet i want i really want to know what the odds were for that were if you guys have it let me know if not oh well but who saw 20 to 20 i saw the colts i, I this was going to be a good game the texans are getting better uh i like davis mills there at quarterback and i really thought matt ryan would elevate the colts to being a true contender but i, I maybe it's just frank Reich at this point i mean He's had three different quarterbacks and hasn't been able to figure it out. Three guys that are not rookies, you know, Phillip Rivers. Let's do it this way. Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan. I know Wentz is terrible, but he's he was an MVP guy at one point with Frank Reich. So you expected them to do some, have some chemistry there, but no. He hasn't been able to do anything with them, so maybe it's him at this point, you know? Um it just, what an ugly game. How does that happen? Uh, Giants-Titans. Giants pull out the upset by going for two at the end of the game. Brian Dable in his coaching debut freaking pulls out his nuts and puts him in a wheelbarrow and said, let's go get the win, and he backs it up with a win. In Nashville, over a good Titans team, too. 21-20. to So That video of him at the end, where he's getting a little choked up, and then he shakes a hand with Rabel really quickly, then just loses his mind. That's what you want. That's what you love to see, that stuff. Uh, I still don't think the Giants are going to be very good, but that's awesome to see. What a huge upset in week one. Titans will get right. Titans will get right. They'll be fine. Vikings, Packers. Vikings with a huge upset here, 23-7. to Didn't see that coming. Vikings were pretty average last year. And... uh I think this comes down to Rodgers not having any trust, any kind of rhythm, any kind of chemistry with any of these young guys. Uh, Losing losing Devontae was a big blow to him. And uh, I think the Packers' defense is going to be good this year. They they got a a lot of rookies and uh, still some vets in there. They'll be fine. I think they'll still be a playoff team. They'll probably still win that division. But what a big win. Minnesota in week one uh, Chiefs Cardinals 44 21 Chiefs doing Chiefs things and blowing it up we'll get to their last game Thursday night football next uh, Chiefs are the Chiefs let's just bullet down to that Cardinals need to prove that they can win and t- I just they can't do this again they have all the hype around them they got all these guys all this stuff with Kyler in the offseason throw up a dud Throw up a damn dud. Chargers, Raiders, 24-19. Chargers with a big win there. Thought the Raiders would take it over with uh, 
you know, with all with the rapport between Carr and Adams and Josh Jacobs have a pretty solid defense. I have a good pass rusher and Max Crosby. Like they have dudes, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. They have more dudes than the Chargers do. I mean, Keenan Allen's out. Uh, I mean, we, we'll get again. They played last night against the Chiefs too, so we'll get into them a little bit more. But hey, Herbert with a good game comes out and gets the win in at home in L.A. Uh, last the Sunday night football game, Bucks Cowboys. Very interesting game. Not a whole lot of touchdowns in this one. I think there was only one touchdown, and it was a fade to Evans. Uh, the rest were field goals. 19-3, Bucks go into Dallas to get a big win. Uh, Dallas looks bad. Dak is now out. He's out for four to six weeks with a broken hand. He's not on the IL, so they're expecting him to come back in four weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Cooper Rush is starting this week, uh, but Dallas looks bad. I mean, Jerry Jonas talked about Zeke. Where's Zeke? That Their O-line is trash. Micah Parsons is going to get wasted. I mean, I mean, you have a dude there, and he's going to get wasted there. So it's going to be interesting to see um, where the Cowboys go over the next few weeks. And I just think it's too new, too many new guys there. They lost too many weapons that they're not going to be what they expected to be. Uh, the Monday night game, Seattle versus Denver, really shocking one. But let's be honest, Denver probably should have won this game by 14. Um, they had two fumbles down on the goal line. This is why you don't run out of shotgun. Let's be honest, you don't run out of shotgun. Hand the ball off, go up the middle. Uh, I mean, you have two different running backs fumbling right there. Like, come on. Uh, Seattle pulls out the big win. I think this was a huge emotional win for Seattle. Everybody's complaining about them booing uh, Russell. Look, the guy wanted out. I know he won you a Super Bowl, and he was a legend there, and like he always will be, but the guy wanted a trade. He did not want to be in Seattle anymore, and he still wanted to play football. You boo his ass. You absolutely boo his, boo his ass. When he comes back after he retires, that's when you clap him. That's when you cheer him on. You boo his ass because he wanted to leave. So I'm all for the fans booing him. Um, Russell's a weird guy. He practices hand uh, high fives coming out of a tunnel going into practice. Russell's a weird dude. So you know what? Good for good for Seattle getting that win. Uh, it just it was a good game, very defensive. But again, Denver should have won that game by 14. So let's move on to our next segment, which is the. NFL or Thursday night football, uh, wrong one. Thursday night football recap. Uh, last night we have the Chiefs Chargers. Also, the very first game on Prime Video. Very interested to see how you guys thought that actually went. Um, I personally did not like it. Now I like the options. You know, you got the all twenty-two view. Um, I can't. I think it's called like. I, prime vision or something um it's really cool i like the options i don't care for uh dude perfect get that shit out of here i know you're trying to appeal to kids with them but just just get that shit out of here who who really cares about that if you're going to do anything like that do something similar to the manning gas and have guys who know football okay um but back to it i didn't like it uh it, i didn't have any issues with the audio like a lot of people had um the main thing i had was the colors kept mess messing up. 
And then, so like the green would shift a lot during the game, which I thought was odd. Um, and then every now and then it would pixelate and, you know, buffer. Uh, and you're going to say, oh, it's your Wi-Fi. Maybe I live in an apartment complex, so I and I do pay for good Wi-Fi, so that shouldn't be an issue, especially with the router being directly below the TV. Uh, I just I don't love it because I think when you think about streaming, what's the issue with streaming? When you're watching sports, you're so behind the real action. So if you're a gambler, you're screwed. You are absolutely screwed, and it's something that streaming is going to have to figure out. I don't know if they, they're going to be able to for a while, and that's going to affect anybody trying to live bet. Uh, but, hey, I love Herb Street. Al Michaels, they were awesome. You're never going to get anything better than Herb Street. He's, I know a lot of people complain about him, especially if you're an SEC fan. But guess what? Herb Street's a pro's pro. So is Al Michaels, and they just get it. They get it. They're awesome. I enjoy them so much. Is if you hate them, you're just wrong. Simply put, you're just wrong. Uh, so it was good broadcast from that standpoint. I just think they need to figure out that some of the networks. Some people were saying it was amazing that they were able to watch in like 9K. That's all well and good, but we got to figure it out for everybody. A lot of people <laughs> going through Twitter didn't know, didn't have Prime Video access, which is kind of weird. Like, who doesn't have a Prime account at this point? If you have, if you order off Amazon, you better have a Prime account. You know, that doesn't seem that hard to do. Okay, so get a Prime account. To the game, Chargers should have won that game. Justin Herbert looked far better than Patrick Mahomes. And he did that with a, hasn't been confirmed yet, probably two broken ribs. I mean, they got to do a CT. He got an x-ray and it came back negative. But he did this with broken ribs when it boils down to it. On the third and one where it looked like he could have just walked for 10 yards and he had to just throw it away because he was in so much pain. Then he comes back on four for one and throws an absolute dime. I mean... Everybody that took the charges four and a half, which is what I, if we would have recorded this yesterday, that was going to be my pick because I like the Chargers, especially with the way they play the Chiefs. And every single game that the Chiefs have played, it's been a one score game with the Chargers since Herbert's been there. And Herbert's beat them twice. So out of the five games, he's two for five. I mean, he should have won last night. Uh, they really screwed up with the uh, that Everett play. He needed to come out. He, he said, take me out, and they didn't. So that's kind of on them for going tempo and then actually throwing him the ball. He should not have thrown him the ball. It's not a lack of effort. The guy was gassed. That's a lack of awareness. He should have taken a dive, should have fell on the ground if he knew he couldn't run a route. It, that, that, that pick six really screwed the game up for them. But then to come out after that, you know, they have a chance to go three and out and seem like they're rushing down there on the goal line. Instead of just handing the ball off to Eckler, which seems like something they should have done because they were able to get five yards pretty much pretty easily. Uh, it's not like Eckler's not capable. They should have just given him the ball instead of going three and out by passing the ball. Uh, I, You could tell that with Lindsey coming out or Lindsley coming out, their center, that they were just getting teed off. 
Herbert was getting hit a lot. He was under pressure most of the game, but they still should have won that game. When it boils down to it again, though, Chiefs is the Chiefs. They're going to do Chief things, and Mahomes is magic Mahomes, man. Uh, the guy doesn't fail. I mean, he knows how to win. He's just a winner. Now he won't. He might. He didn't cover the spread for you last night, but the guy is a winner. He's going to win bait. He's going to win you football games. So they they've somehow found a way to re up their weapons. They lost a couple guys, and guess what? They're just back. They are back. Clyde looked good. He kind of screwed me in fantasy. Only had six like sixty six yards there for a while, and then bust out that fifty yarder to get into double digits in fantasy. So screw you, Clyde. But it's all right. Uh, let's move on to our next segment. We're going to do a quick recap of college football because we got a lot to talk about here, guys. And then we're going to talk about this weekend's games and then make our picks. So let's quickly go over what happened this past weekend in college football. It's what we get up for. It's what we love in this podcast. I love college football. It's my favorite thing in the world. And let's just dive into it. So let's move on to our college football recap. So starting off the week, I just want to touch on this one quickly. It was the Louisville-UCF game. I really kind of thought UCF being at UCF, they would take over this game and win the game. Uh, both quarterbacks didn't really look good. Uh, I mean, Plumlee's an athlete, he's an athlete. When it boils down to it, he probably should still be at Ole Miss, in my opinion. I think he should be starting there. But Malik Cunningham and Louisville just outplayed him. I didn't expect it after Louisville got trounced by Syracuse the week before, but hey, they come back and win. They have uh, Florida State tonight. I think it's a one and a half point game with uh, Florida, State, Florida State being the favorite. Uh, I'm going to take Florida State in that. Take the one and a half. Florida State looked good against LSU. I know they squeaked that out with a you know block field goal, but still, Florida State's better. They got better athletes. All right. So, do you guys just want to go ahead and dive into the into the big one here? I think I think we should dive into the big one. Alabama, Texas. What more can you say than what a letdown? I mean, obviously, I'm a Georgia fan, so pretty biased in this one, but I don't like Texas at all, and they shocked me. I think they shocked the entire country here. Uh, I know they shocked Alabama. They held Bryce to 213 yards. And most of that went to Gibbs, to be honest. I mean, Gibbs was his go-to guy the entire game. But they shut them down most of that game. And, hell, Texas was leading until the end. You know, they go down, they get that field goal. I mean, was it a safety? No. I mean, was his ankle down or his shin? It looked like it was to me. But when it comes down to it, he did have a guy there. It did hit the defender. His hand was down. If you're not going to call his shin down, if you're going to say he was up, it's not. It wasn't grounding. So, but you know what? It was a good game. I enjoyed watching it. Alabama, again, looks like they have issues. And just in talking to some of my friends that are Bama fans, uh, it sounds like they really don't like O'Brien. He doesn't. He doesn't scheme his guys open, I can tell you that. He runs too much in an NFL type of offense, which you'd think, oh, NFL type of offense, going to get guys open. Doesn't seem like he's doing that right now. Uh, and I think they really hurt losing their really speedy guys. And you think, well, it's Alabama. 
They should have five star after five star after five star, but it seems like they just can't develop these guys up. They're not coaching them up currently. And, and again, it could co- go back to O'Brien's scheme. It could go to the receiver coach. It, it could go to a lot of things. But right now, Alabama's receivers are not getting open. And Alabama's corners are getting burned deep. Xavier Worthy looked pretty damn good. Drop one in the end zone. That should have been a touchdown. And then they missed a field goal. That was the difference in the game there. Wasn't the safety. Drop the safety. It's the fact that your kicker and your snapper screwed up a field goal and Worthy dropped a freaking dime of a touchdown from Ewers. Uh, another big thing in that game was Ewers got, he, you know, he got came out of the game, probably broke his clavicle or messed up his AC joint. Uh, and no, it was not a dirty hit. Should not have been a penalty. Uh, Dallas Turner did everything he could. He's not going to be able to adjust his weight mid, mid roll in, in mid air. He's not going to do that. Literally heard a def- like, I believe it was Marcus Spears. Like, Oh yeah, he should have just rolled. You can't do that, dude. you're a football player. You were a football player. You know, when you're in the middle of that, you're not thinking that it's just tackle. He was up in the air. Sorry, I'm hitting you. It was a clean hit. And he took him to the ground because he was in the air. What do you want? There's nothing more that he can do. Uh, so Ewers comes out. Card comes in. He hurts his ankle. Gritty performance from him just to keep it, just to be able to keep it in the game and not go to their third string. And you know what? Hats off to Texas, man. Hats off to them. They get a lot of credit for that game. And Alabama's got to take a good look in the mirror and figure out a lot of their issues. Otherwise, it's going to be a long season. Uh, I don't really, I don't see them losing any games. It's just, that Arkansas game will be interesting this year. I actually do think that one will be interesting. Um, That's coming up here quickly. So they don't figure out things here soon, especially this week against Monroe. That's your game. Here's your game to figure it out. You know, you got to get Burton going. You got to get, if they get Harold back, great. JoJo Earl, great. You know, they need a burner when it boils down to it. That's their offense. That's their bread and butter. Um, And one more thing about this game, and then I'm done. Bryce Young, what a freaking athlete the kid is. Uh, Him slipping that uh, fourth down play or third down play, whatever it was, slipping that tackle and getting the first down, that won them the game. The guy's an athlete. He was a Heisman winner for a reason. Uh, he didn't throw it all over the yard, but guess what? He won them the game when it boils down to it. Yes, the kicker had to make the kick, but he got them there. That kid, that what a play. What an athlete. So let's move on. Georgia, 33-0 against Sanford. Actually was disappointed in this performance. Uh, we kicked too many field goals. Couldn't Could not convert in the red zone. Yes, it was them just trying to sit, figure out who's going to win the one-on-one matchups and stuff along those lines. Got to execute better, especially against Sanford. That should have been a 50-point win. We have South Carolina this weekend. I fully expect them to look more like they did against Oregon than they did against Sanford. Um, yeah, got to execute better. That's all I got to say about that. So let's see what else we got. All right, let's get into the next one. Let's get into the biggest upset of the weekend. Texas A&M App State. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What what a game. Neither team looked good. App State beat them just solely by holding the ball. 
Like, if let, let me click in here and let me see if I can find the uh, time of possession real quick. Because that's how they won this game. It wasn't that they just were better than them. It was just simply because they held on to the ball longer. Come on. All right, here we go. Game cast, scoring summary, some stats. Possession, here we go. App State had 41-29, A&M 18-17. App State, 22 first downs, A&M 9. Just think about that. Total yards, App State 315, A&M 180. Turnovers, A&M 2, App State none. How do you win a football game? How do you have an upset like this? You have more yards. You win the turnover battle. You win the time of possession. And you win field position. Guess what? App State checked off all those boxes. And they got a huge win. I mean, absolutely massive. So big that game day is in Boone right now for Troy. No business being there, but they went because they just beat the shit out of AM. They simply just big boy footballed them up and down the field. Ugly ass game. Haynes King looked terrible. I mean, do you switch the Max Johnson? Do you switch the noodle arm? Yes, you can do that. But where's the playmakers? Where's Anaya Smith? Where's Evan Stewart? Where's all these five stars? Where Where's Walter Nolan? Where are all these guys that got all this money to go to A&M and win a championship? How can you not beat App State? Why can't you beat them by 40? What are we doing? What are you doing here? That doesn't happen. That should not happen at all. This is just Jimbo again being Jimbo. And guess what? He's not going anywhere. His buyout right now is still like $98 million. He ain't going anywhere. Jimbo's there to stay. It's all you Aggies out there with your midnight yell. With your midnight yell. All that shit, all the shit talking you did about App State, which I don't even think these kids knew where the hell App State was. They don't know where Boone, North Carolina was. I mean, all that shit, and you lose at home. I mean, granted, there's nothing, nobody weirder than that cult out in College Station. That midnight yell shit is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. If you, It went viral on Twitter this past week. If you haven't seen those videos, go look them up. I mean, A&M was literally getting them DCMA'd, getting them taken off, and the whole thing's on YouTube. You can literally just look it up on YouTube and see the whole thing. It is the weirdest crap ever. I just, I don't get them. They're they're an eight and four team until Jimbo makes a, a difference. Until they can get some electricity there, and I just don't see it right now. They're an eight and four team. They're, he's the most overpaid coach, and he's, hey, he has a worse record than Kevin Sumlin currently. 
at this point in their in their tenure at A and M, Kevin Sumlin had one more win, one more or one less loss. And guess what? He caught Jimbo cost way more money. So, hey, guess what? A and M. That's what happens, man. That's what happens. Let's go on to the next one. And we'll get into our first firing of the year. Nebraska losing to Georgia Southern. Scott Frost is officially out. Should have been fired after last season. The guy's been there for too, far too long. I think this was his fifth season. And it's just... It, how, you're an alum there. They gave him the benefit of the doubt. It was time to move on. You don't lose a Southern at Nebraska. You don't do that. You just don't do that. I know I know George Southern's been a solid program, but still, you don't do that at all. Uh, biggest game of the week outside of the Bama game was Kentucky-Florida. Kentucky, without Chris Rodriguez, without their number two running back as well. Will Levis somehow, someway wills them to a victory. Anthony Richardson, holy shit, he looked terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. He had less than a 50% completion percentage there. It's just, I don't understand how he got the hype that he got and then comes up and pulls that performance out. Um, it's It was embarrassing. It was a good win for Kentucky. Very strong defensive game there. I mean... 14 of 35, 143, and two interceptions? I mean, come on. Kentucky, again, Levis, 13 for 24, 202, and a tud and an interception. Cavassier Smoke still had 80 yards on 14 carries, so it was a big defensive game. Uh, I don't see any of these two teams challenging Georgia for the East. Again, I'm biased. I mean, look right there. You know, I'm, I'm clearly biased in that opinion, but objective unobjectively viewing this looking at this from a bird's eye view do we really see these two teams competing yes kentucky is going to be tricky because it's in kentucky and it's an interesting weird things happening in lexington but i just don't see it honestly i don't i just think Yes, Chris Rod's coming back this in, in two weeks, and he, he'll make a good difference there. He's probably the best back outside of Tank Bigsby in the, le- in the league. I just don't – I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, Florida, oof. They got outmanned, and they were overhyped. Should not have been jumped in 12 in there. They should not have – they had no business jumping up to 12. So, Kentucky – they're going to be fun to watch. Florida, Tennessee is going to be a good one here coming up in a few weeks. So it, we'll be looking out for that one here soon. BYU, Baylor. BYU getting the win in OT 26-20, covering the three points too. Uh, good win for BYU. They got another big one this week against Oregon. They're actually a favorite. So we'll watch that one. We'll get to the preview here in a little bit on that one because I am going to take a side on it. Um, let's just see. Tennessee, Pittsburgh, another good game. Tennessee with a big win. They get a big win over in overtime. They get a good thing. It took them two plays to score. Hooker is pretty electric, but their defense is atrocious. I mean, it's the same formula for Tennessee that has been the last or last year as well. Hooker is electric, but guess what? Their defense is terrible. Uh, Slovis got hurt. I mean, Tillman's good. I'm going to give Tennessee that. Tillman's a good receiver. 
him and Hooker, they're going to give some issues. Again, that Kentucky-Florida game is going to be interesting, and Bama-Tennessee is going to be very interesting this year. I don't know where that game is, but it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Outside of that, uh, we'll talk about Kentucky or Arkansas-South Carolina real quick. Arkansas dominated South Carolina. Simple as that. Let's move on. Uh, let's get into this week's games. Let's that This is what we got this week, fellas, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Georgia-South Carolina at noon. Georgia's a 25.5-point favorite. Obviously, that's going to be a ass-kicking. Next, Oklahoma-Nebraska. That's also at noon. Um, I see Oklahoma winning that one. Let's keep scrolling. Ole Miss, Georgia Tech, that's a big game for Ole Miss. They're going to get a huge win there. Tech's not very good. Penn State, Auburn, very interesting game at Auburn. Uh, one to watch. Going to be fun to see that one. Uh, LSU, Miss State. This one is probably the most interesting game of the week to me just because of how Miss State is and how LSU looked early on. Uh, let's keep it moving. Biggest game of the week is Miami A&M. So... I don't know who's going to win that one. I really don't. Miami's best receiver's out. They didn't look that good against Southern Miss. Clearly A&M just lost. So uh, let's get into the picks of this week. Uh, I'll give you guys my record from last week. I went 3-4 and four in college football and 3-12 and 12 in the NFL. So let's hope we're better this week. All right, starting us off, I got Oklahoma minus 10.5 against Nebraska. Nebraska just lost to Southern, fired their coach. Oklahoma's been pretty solid all year. I like Venables better than an interim head coach. BYU plus three and a half versus Oregon. BYU just got a big win against Baylor. They look pretty solid. They bring back a lot of guys from last year. Give me BYU here. I know Oregon, I said they'd be favored in every game moving forward after that Georgia game, and damn well should be, but give me BYU here. Next, that A&M and Miami game I just mentioned, I'm taking the under 44 and a half there. Uh, again, Miami's top receiver is out. AM can't score points. Bulls down to it. App State minus 13 and a half versus Troy. I just hate Troy. App State with a big win. And boom, with game day there, they're hyped up. They're going to get the win. Miss State LSU over 53 and a half. Um, Miss State scores a lot of points. LSU defense is not what it used to be. And if Jaden Daniels can get that team rolling. I mean, he has the highest QBR right now, so I think he'll get the win there. Uh, next, you got Michigan State versus Washington. I'm taking the plus three and a half there with Michigan State. Um, it's at Washington, that's why. And give me the give me Mel Tucker. I think they're a better team than Washington. Houston minus nine and a half versus Kansas. Uh, Kansas got a big win last week, but Houston's just a better team. Ole Miss just mentioned this game versus Georgia Tech minus sixteen and a half. Georgia Tech's terrible. They are freaking terrible. Give me Ole Miss. Uh, UGA minus 20 to 25 and a half against South Carolina. Um, I usually don't pick Georgia. And in this case, I really don't like that number. But you know what? I expect a blowout here. Um, I know it's in Columbia, but it's at noon. It is a sellout. It's a first road test. But guess what? Georgia is still Georgia. They're number one for a reason. And I don't see 2019 happening again. Uh, last game for college is USC minus 10 and a half versus Fresno. Uh, let's see if they can play defense. Uh, USC is pretty solid. Their offense is good, but can they play defense? Moving on to the NFL here, I've got Detroit 
versus Washington under 48 and a half. I uh, just don't see – I mean, Swift is banged up. He says he's going to play, but I don't know. And then I feel like Wentz is going to do a Wentz thing here. Uh, Saints plus two and a half versus, versus Tampa. Saints got a good win. Tampa, uh, they got a lot of guys out this week or hurt. Um, Chris Godwin's out. Evans is banged up. Lenny's banged up. Uh, so their, their weapons are banged up, so we'll see. Uh, I just like the Saints at home plus two and a half. Steelers plus two and a half versus New England. This is in New England. Uh, just give me the Steelers because I don't like New England. Uh, I just don't like the way their their weapons are. They're just not not very good. Ravens minus three and a half versus Miami. I said this earlier. I think Lamar. It's a money money year for him. He wants that bread. He's on a revenge tour here. He's going to get paid. So I think my Ravens minus three and a half. Seattle plus nine and a half versus the 49ers. Just because this is slot fest or supposed to be, if it's not raining, take the other side of this because Seattle should have lost that game against Denver by 14 at least. Um, but if this is a rain game, it's just too many points to leave out there for a rain game, okay? Bengals minus 7.5 versus Dallas. Dak's out. Without Dak, they're going to look terrible. Uh, give me Cincy minus 7.5. They're going to get right. Raiders minus 5.5 versus Arizona. Uh, they're just simply better. Vikings versus Philly over 50 and a half. Uh, Vikings, they scored a lot of points last week against Green Bay. I think they have a Green Bay has a better defense than Philly. Uh, Philly scored a lot of points against Detroit. So give me the over 50 and a half there. Uh, last two picks, I got Chicago plus nine and a half versus Green Bay. Again, Green Bay, young receivers, not a whole lot of chemistry there. So give me, give me Chicago. Um, I think they looked pretty solid last week, even in the rain. Next, you got the Falcons plus nine and a half versus the Rams. Just homer pick because the Falcons actually look pretty good and the Rams look terrible. Um, that's going to be it for this week, guys. Thanks for hanging out. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, I got to run. I got to go to a game. Uh, but guess what? This was the debut of the menu. It's the menu episode. And guess what? It worked perfectly. Um, the hot keys worked. Everything was cool. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoy your weekend of football and sports. It's going to be a great weekend. I love you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great weekend.